Gordano. Gordano. Uh, this is the podcast for Sorry Not In Service. Ooh, ooh, indeed. It's the 11th ooh, of July. To- ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh. Uh, it's the uh, yeah, it's the show that went out on the 11th of July, 2014. Uh, Sorry Not In Service 2.0, and you'll find out why in the following show. Yes. Riddle me re. Riddle me row. And uh, and there we go. Right, uh, you listen to this. I'm off to go spotting the owl. S'il vous plaît. Questions are asked by the exam board as to kill a mockingbird is replaced by the Quantock cord and owls. Who's in town knows where your rosemary grows, claims Julian Assange. Tensions rise as the World Cup enters its final death throes. As the number of cars in Britain runs into triple figures, we ask, what funny stories here about cars? Radio goes bad as Sorry Not In Service prepares to broadcast. Extension: the other ten parishes within other the nine, nine parishes, parishes with within is not the... the head parish. It is one of the ten. Yes. Good evening, <laughs> listeners. You humans out there listening with your show-like ears, made of shells, once under the sea. This is sorry, not in service. And um, Simon, say something. Oh right, yes. Uh, my name's Simon, and I'm here on the. Enough. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got some very exciting... Well, it's not very exciting. It's merely a matter of chronology. It has been... It's been a year. Yeah. It's been a year. And, um, wow, what a year it's been. Yes. Simon was married before we started this. And, um... I had my 10th birthday. Yeah, you had before... Again, before, start, before this year. This. Um... um well, I, turned, it all, I turned 40 and suffered a shark attack. <laughs> That's um, right, you did, didn't you? I remember yeah, that well. After this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um... <laughs> But I mean, it was all of those events were sort of leading up to uh, our, our previous or, show, or which, following this, or following uh, up to our previous show, which was, uh, I think, uh, you'll agree, appalling. Yeah, uh, I think it so, was the worst thing we've ever done. So uh, this evening, it is uh, sorry, not in service. Two, 2. 0. 0. Yeah, uh, the you're, rebranding. You're going to see some radical differences, my fine fellows. Mainly, so far, we've we've culled the play bus theme tune at the start. We've got rid of that. Um, uh, we we um no we didn't did we um we um we've I, we, I mean one of the things we should should be doing is be more slick are we doing one of the we, things we're doing is being more slick slick <laughs> slick yeah sorry not in service two point um here to please you ten parishes all of the ten parishes I don't know how tall that hill is it's actually quite ah uh, it's two point lovely stuff new horizons. Dip. There we 
we go. That was, of course, um, Luciano Pavarotti there with La Donna Mobile. And it's uh, funny because it sounds like he says elephants, yeah. <laughs> well, don't we all? He actually says elefantier. Oh, at least like. Um, That's uh, Italian for elephants. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. Woo! Elephants. And so on and so forth. Yes, very That's much so. Opera chat on Ten Radio, our new direction. Yes, opera. Yes. <laughs> William, would you mind um, filling in the listeners? What? <laughs> with what's coming up next? Oh, see, with what's coming up next. Right. Um, uh, listeners, as an element of uh, Sorry Not in Service 2.0, which of course is two, with a the theme this week is, of course, Book Club. Simon and I have got some books, and we're going to be clubbing them together <laughs> to create Book Club. Ow! Fingers. I win book club. <laughs> That's right, listeners. Uh, we've both brought in some books. <laughs> That's right, he won book club. <laughs> That's right, listeners. We're going to be, uh, we've brought in a couple of books that are very dear to our hearts, and uh, we're going to be reading extracts from them. And I believe, William, you'll be uh, opening this evening's book club with yes. a reading from... Owls, Their Natural and Unnatural <laughs> History by John Sparks and Tony Soper. Um, where did this come from, Will? Um, I, actually, you gave this to me, didn't I, you? I bought you that. Yeah, Simon spotted owls, and he thought, you know what, Will needs owls. 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 Well, I, I figured he knew enough about their natural history, but not quite so much about their unnatural history. history. Uh, so, uh, William, would you be so kind as to uh, read from the book aloud? Uh, well, I shall be uh, reading the uh, extracts of the slightly um, arrogant blurb from the inside cover of this hardback book. Um, here is a fascinating natural and unnatural history of the owl, of which there are over 130 species around the world. A fascinating one. This is written by the people who actually wrote this book. It's fascinating. Superstition and popular fallacy are dispelled in this attractive study. <laughs> Subtle people, these, aren't they? Which will appeal to both the keen naturalist and the general reader. <laughs> the general reader? Yeah, the general reader. Of the reader of any books or indeed any words. Yes, precisely. I can read anything. Well, I'll read Owls, <laughs> their natural and, and unnatural history. And uh, Simon, what will you be reading from this well, week? I'm going to be reading from a uh, listener favourite, The Quantock Horde. Yay! Yay. Um, it's How, a, where did you get that from? Well, it, it's a present from you, William. You, uh, yes. you looked at my face and you thought, uh, well, it's Christmas time, what he needs is uh, The Quantock Horde by John yeah. M. Barrett. John M. Barrett. Uh, and, and John M. Barrett, uh, I noticed recently, um, uh, he's, he's put his home address in the uh, yeah. second page of the book. Yeah, it actually is his home address. Yeah, I'm quite tempted is, to go around there. It is tantalisingly within walking distance <laughs> of my house, I did notice the other day. Oh, yeah. that's a bit dangerous. Yeah, well, you'll know which John's house is because it's the one with the garage stuffed to the rafters with copies of the Quantock Horde. Yes, it's the one built of copies of the Quantock Horde. It's the one that there's a there's a man crying outside. <laughs> that's right. Considering, or uh, crying, as he spelt it. Considering John signed this copy to Anne and David, many thanks from John. And the next uh, thing the, you know is in British Red Cross. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's, I dare say he's pretty unhappy. Uh, we, we've kind of covered why we like the book, but I'll go over it again. Um, there's lots of spelling mistakes, there's lots of punctuation errors, there's an awful lot of extraneous detail in this book that really, really doesn't need to be in there. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to read a, a, a quick paragraph from that. Uh, this is uh, page 87, a, a third paragraph in chapter 15. One, two, three. Nice, for the, those reading along at home. <laughs> the door opened and the man named Coulter returned. I hope the food was satisfactory. We had to do the best we could with what was in the kitchen at short notice, but I am sure you would have found it appetising as well as filling. I see you have sampled a glass or two from the bottle of wine, and it is from a local vineyard which supplies us. We have a standing order with them, and they supply us once a year. 
because you need that information. <laughs> you do when you're in a book. That's valuable. That's valuable information. Yeah. So, um, so there we go. That's uh, a couple of readings from the Quantock Ward and Owls. Yep. And we'll be delving further into these books shortly. These mysterious tomes. And um, actually, I'm going to leave you with the thing that the only initially Simon only bought this book for me on the grounds that the cover was funny, wasn't it, Simon? But it's a well, we'll, we'll, there'll be a yeah. photograph on the internet. I dare there say there will be a photograph on the internet, and there is quite a lot of extracts I want to read. But the only reason that I've ever actually looked inside this book is the first time I did look inside it. Um, I noticed the second paragraph of the introduction begins, but in non-scientific terms, an owl is a cat with wings. <laughs> His eels with, are you and me going to happen? You being an owl. <laughs> the riddle do do do. Uh, that was, of course, not eels. That was E from the album A Man Called E. Now, listeners, tradition and um, the pressures of modern media dictate that we should encourage you to contact us, even though we're the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> and concordantly, we'd, ask, we'd like to um, email in about any car stories. Car stories, you the say? Stories about cars. Why, that... why would you be interested, William, in, in cars, may well, I I'd, ask? I'd be interested in cars because recently I was bereaved of a car. Oh, dear. I had a, I had a car who... Elected to leave me in a, in a sad, sad state. It's rather, rather a pity. Will's car was written off. And I came so close to swearing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes kids swearing's just funny. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it had a mechanical failure and uh, yeah. it nearly killed the driver. Had a rather enthusiastic mechanical failure. <laughs> yeah, as was its want. And uh, yes, it is no more, uh, which is sad. And your car, William, it, it, tell us a little bit about him, please. Okay, well, uh, my car was um, a 1989 f Ford Fiesta, a Mark II. I'll have you know, he was the uh, popular plus model, mm -hmm. and he was the third in his uh, lineage. Right, After okay. the initial uh, Mark II Fiesta, which I had, a, a blue... Uh, Ford Fiesta L, uh, which was named Oatsy. Yes. And then following on from, uh, you, you were so impressed by Oatsy that you got one of your own, didn't I you? I did, what I did yours? get myself an 89 Ford Fiesta. Uh, F Reg. He was in uh, sort of almost matte black. He, he originally started blue, and the previous owner had uh, decided he wanted to go with matte black. Got yeah. halfway across the car painting it, gave up. Because he was painting it on with uh, matte paint, but it was in a pot matte paint and he'd been using what I think was an enormous great paintbrush <laughs> to wow. paint his car because there was lots of streak marks and bits of paintbrush hair in there and uh, he was called uh, our car was called Scargill and um, yeah he was he was he was delightful he, he got written off actually he got hit by hit by somebody which was a shame so he was yep. Scargill Oatsy the second yep and uh, our most recent bereavement was um, to give him his full name Imhotep Tychondrius Hendy Oatsy the third and uh Yes, and he he elected to write himself off, <laughs> <laughs> having having uh, having lost two siblings already. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, That's it was it. a great pity. The reason he was called Imhotep, I can't remember why. I think I just wanted a car called Imhotep, but the reason he was called Tychondrius was when I was phoning up to you know get insured on him before driving him away from the place I was purchasing him. Uh, I couldn't really remember the uh, the proper kind of uh, words you're supposed to use to describe a letter. You know, uh, Romeo, Tango. Oh, okay. Tango was the word I should have used. <laughs> yeah. Instead to the bemused woman on the insurance call, I went, T, Tychondrius? <laughs> <laughs> Good skills. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a witsome fellow. 
So, whatever. Um, so, yes, listeners, have you got any uh, fun-like stories, any uh, characterful cars maybe you've owned in the past? Or yes, idiosyncratic mobiles, or even... Uh, even or just uh, an idiot mobile. Or even just tell us about a... F- an amusing journey you may have experienced once. In a car. Oh, yes. It's the Rolling Stones with Monkey Man. You're a monkey. You're <laughs> a man as well. Both. Intro. Well, the cautionary tale there, listeners. That was the Delgados with, um... Hate... Uh, no, it's it's just here. All you need is hate. All you need is hate. Which is a fun little message, isn't it, there, children? Hey, it's a valuable message as well. You know what'll get you through life? Hate. 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 Um, hate. Speaking of which, listeners, uh, we'd like you to get in contact with us <laughs> and um, on the subject of cars. We were talking about cars and we were instructing you to contact us, but we didn't give you any means of doing so. Um, it's uh, The email address here in the studio is studio at tenradio.org. Or, that... or, or you yeah. could email us direct, sorry not on service at yahoo.co.uk. Uh, alternatively, you could, um, I don't know. Um, William, I, I, I just uh, I, I was going to suggest you read some more from Owls, but I think there was some an important bit of information about your late car Imhotep that we didn't really cover off. Um, well, there was some. He there had, was some uh, he had uh, two doors. He had a boot. He had uh, working engine. He had relatively good bodywork. It, it was a fine vessel. Right. Yes, yeah, certainly. Apart but from the uh, bit that decided to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but he had some strange markings. I understand. Just strange markings, indeed. <laughs> yes, almost like a crop circle. Like a crop circle, like the birthmark used to identify a victim of a gang war. What did he have on his car? Michael Stipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my headphones have fallen off to an extent there. Um, yes, William's car, Imhotep, had lovely pictures of Michael Stipe, the lead singer from REM, on him. On the uh, bonnet. Uh, and, the, and the doors. What, why, why, why did why, that happen, William? Why, 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 did, why did that, that happen? happen, I wonder? Why did that happen? Well, because you see, listeners, I am very, very hood. And concordantly, I like to represent that my hood in all available ways, and I could do this with gang markings. Uh, and or, or in this occasion, my gang markings were that of Go Faster Stripes. Uh, but there was a mistake. <laughs> there wasn't a mistake. William had a spiffing wheeze one Christmas and said, wouldn't it be amusing, Mummy and Daddy? Uh, <laughs> should, <laughs> I, should I have Go Faster Stipes on my car? So uh, <laughs> it was a throwaway... exactly what I'd like for Christmas. <laughs> it would be Go Faster Stipes on my car. Oh, make it happen, Mummy, 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 please. As I remember, it was a throwaway comment, but uh, Simon here uh, noted it down and um, soon placed an order for some um, proper acrylic uh, uh, stickers that uh, boy racers use on their cars to have, have some custom-made <laughs> stipes ma- uh, made for William. So he, uh, he he had those done, and um, it caused quite well. It didn't really cause that much of a stir, did it? But there was there was one time I remember seeing him as I was coming off the motorway, and William was driving out from Sanglebury's, and um, I hadn't really seen Will's car out of context, and he just looked like an enormous REM fan, <laughs> which which was brilliant. It, it made me chuckle. No, nobody in work I ever identified Michael Stipe and I don't and equally even when I said oh it's Michael Stipe nobody ever said go faster Stipes (laughs) nobody never 
Not once. <laughs> it was a massive waste of time. <laughs> yes, but it was good. Good. And on the plus side, you know, of course, like the reason that car theft is lower these days is because most modern cars have things like immobilizers and tracking devices. Didn't need a tracking device. Officer, it's the one with pictures of Michael Stipe <laughs> on it. I got on that, sir. I remember when I phoned up to um, place the order, and uh, no, I was chasing up the order because it was running a bit late, and um, and he said, uh, "Christmas was live. So, so what was your um, what was your uh, what was your sticker that you wanted made? Oh, yeah, it was a sticker of Michael Stipe. You know who? You know Michael Stipe from REM. Oh, yeah, the bald guy. Yeah, yeah, that's on its way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. So uh, well, that was good. <laughs> this one goes out to uh, you and Imhotep. Uh, may you meet each other in heaven. Uh, this is REM with Untitled. Death on To an extent. This world is Back on the radio. That one oh. went out to William and Imhotep there. Oh. That was untitled by the REM band. Uh, set fair with their own Go Faster Stipes. Yes. Uh, although, of course, the band have broken up now, so uh, it doesn't really work. Um, William, yeah. you're going to read from... Um, Owls, the natural and, and unnatural, unnatural history. history. I think this section might come under the heading of unnatural history. It's a continuation of the introduction, which is um, arguably the best part, <laughs> being as it is an overview of everything to do with owls. Now, after t two paragraphs, one, the scientific element, and the second, the non-scientific element, an owl is a cat with wings, the introduction then moves on into slightly different pastures with... Amongst animal toys, the owl is significantly popular. Although admittedly not in the teddy bear class, it is nevertheless a top seller. And it is, inter it is interesting to consider why this should be so. Is it? Apparently so. Right, okay. In order to be a successful toy, an animal has to be a caricature of a man. Go into a toy shop and you'll find hardly any reptiles or amphibians. <laughs> Most toys come from the birds and from the mammals to which we ourselves belong. The few reptiles and amphibians will have been distorted into a shape which gives them as nearly human characteristics as possible. That's from a scientific study. <laughs> Vertical posture is the most important thing, and amongst birds, the two most popular toys are penguins and owls. <laughs> penguins, as little gentlemen waddling around in dinner jackets, are only too obviously humanoid. But the owl poses a much more interesting case. Yeah, does it? Yes, it does. The toy owl is a top seller. <laughs> yet, yet when you consider the real live owl, it probably comes as near as anything to a bird version of the wolf in sheep's clothing. It is a killer, and killers are not by virtue of that fact endearing to us. But the owl hides the tools of his trade beneath a soft, billowing plumage. The cruel talons are hidden beneath feather trousers. The cruel beak pokes out between the face feathers, just where the nose should be. <laughs> I like that little detail. Yeah, just in case you're wondering where the beak is. Yep. Having successfully disguised his true personality, <laughs> the owl faces the world with an upright, cuddly human posture with a cheek-like facial disc, like we have. Great big round eyes and little ear tufts, like we have. It is no wonder that an owl toy is a winner. Well, 
Well, I, I, I dare say, listeners, that was a fun musical journey there. Was it? And it, yeah, it was. You weren't really paying attention, were we? I was you? reading from Owls. Just a little snippet there. Have you got anything? Um, yep, I've got something. A language has therefore been evolved which allows disputes to be settled and breeding to be carried out with a maximum of ease. <laughs> so often the way. Yes. Um, we've got a, a new... It's easy with language. <laughs> uh, we've got, uh, we've got a, a new feature coming up, Will. And uh, this is yeah. the jingle for it. Mm. Has he helped the elderly, or has he done some charity, or has he developed a vaccine for headaches? Find out now. On Well Done Will. So uh, this is an opportunity for William to tell us about something that he's done. Something that I've done that I'm feeling a little bit proud of. Well, this week at work, um, I was uh, I was I was parading out the uh, the workplace. Yes. Quite happy. I've got my tunes on the go, and um, I think you know what I'm 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 gonna head on home, have a lovely cup of tea, and then uh, look for something fun to do. Top times. Yes. And uh, I was heading out through the doors. I uh, realised there was a colleague of mine was just coming down the stairs behind me. I thought you know what I'll just hold the door open. We're all we're all live young people. And around the corner came, I think, the least mobile person capable of moving up and down the stairs in the history of mankind. <laughs> I mean, I, bless her, she's great, but... Oh, um, this is a colleague, is it? Yeah, this is a colleague. So, yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, so uh, this, this is my point. It was a colleague, mm. but I'd already decided to hold the door open. I tend to hold the door open in a slightly flamboyant way. Most people just keep one hand. They kind of just pause, yeah. keep one hand. I've got a tendency to hold the door open and then stand downwind of the door. Right. You know, uh, like I'm an official doorman. Oh, okay, fine, yes. Bit of class. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd adopted this pose, looked back, and realised that creeping slowly towards me <laughs> along what now seemed to be a miles-long corridor <laughs> was this colleague of mine. And you know what, Simon? Well, I yes. didn't slam the door in the face. <laughs> I shout, oh, what? Come on! You didn't was, do that. I didn't do that. I was a really good boy, and I just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited, and the next song came on, and I went, oh, okay, and waited, and then she got to the door and walked through it. And didn't acknowledge me, <laughs> and um, I didn't. I didn't do anything negative like you would do, like anybody else would do. Anybody else would have slammed the door in her face. Anybody yes. else would have said, oh, "What? The move?" No, no, I didn't. I was a good boy, and I held the door open, and she didn't acknowledge me, and I was still nice. So there. Well done, Will. Yes, well done, Will. Right, listeners, I think it's my turn to uh, read from the Quantock Hoard. Yep, from your now. present. And uh, I'm going to read... Well, I've put some post-it notes in the Quantock Hoard, sort of, for, for good places. To, to now, some, some the of them have sort of got things course. like um, words in the wrong order. I've got um, extra details. Uh, I've got... Um, this is what the post-it notes say. Yeah, this is what the post-it notes say. This isn't, like, dialogue from the book. Uh, <laughs> Might as well be. Just describing what's going on in these paragraphs and why I should read them. Mm -hmm. um, page 185 has got um, underlined all over the place. <laughs> That's my description of the following extract. So this is uh, page 185, paragraph 2. One, two. As the evening drew to a close, Anne Farr came over to Choco and the others while they were preparing to leave and together as a group. 
She was accompanied by Mitchell, and as she talked to them, he listened to what she was saying. Which is very good of Mitchell. Doesn't need to be in there. Right, so this is Anne's speech, as it turns out to be. So I'm sorry, this is a bit long. Uh, you may have struggle. You may struggle sort of keeping up with it, but then um, don't we all? <laughs> Would you all be prepared to do what Marcus has said and to sit in a developing circle and give it a try just for a while to see if there is anything you are capable of doing to help? It would mean meeting at Sean's house perhaps six nights a week for approximately six or seven weeks. Because <laughs> that's how people talk, isn't it? Yeah. Sean's house perhaps six nights a week for approximately six or seven weeks before we would know anything for sure. If, as as Marcus has... <laughs> what? If, as as Marcus has said, we have that long. We what? Mu- yeah. Six or seven weeks before we would know anything for sure. If, as as Marcus has said, we have that long all over the place underlined wow we might be able as well to find out why as marcus has said why it is you have become involved because as it is already told us by spirit that we would meet and for the life of me i am curious as well no disrespect to you i cannot see at the moment why it should have been as our backgrounds and way of life are so completely different but there has to be more things than us just meeting as we have turning she spoke to mitchell the same inv- invitation goes to you as well, David. <laughs> That's my favourite bit. Turning to speak to Mitchell, the same inv- invitation goes for you as well, David. David Mitchell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's a separate character called Mitchell. That's that's amazing. <laughs> that's... Page 185 all over the place. Yo, I'm staying where we getting crazy, love. My noisy neighbours live just above me up in 13A. Then up those go. Oh, hello. And uh, what was that, Simon? Uh, that was uh, the, that was uh, the PJs by a handsome boy modelling school. But the pajamas. I'm busy suppressing a burp. Are you? How's it going? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's better. It's better now. Gone. You've adopted a wider pose as a consequence of your manly, manly noises. I have. I've gone spread eagles. Mm. Um, we've got a, a, a message in regarding uh, our sort of topic of gars. Gars. Uh, it's a message from mysterious listener Yoda, mm. and uh, he writes. Well, she writes. Some friends of mine got hold of an old car with running boards and some starting pistols. And uh, William and I were just discussing running boards. How did you describe uh, running running boards? Is the um, based on your classic gangster films. There's a bit that's just outside the door, and you can kind of stand on it. Right, okay. I don't know why it's there. Okay. So, on a busy Saturday morning, one of them was walking down the street when the car roared round the corner and pistols were fired. The bag of chicken blood under the pedestrian's shirt was burst, (laughs) and he was dragged into the car, and it disappeared round the corner. Wow! That's an amazing story. It is actually quite an amazing story. Mm. In fact, I mean, thank you, Yodar. That is a, is a, a pretty good practical joke. I, well, is it? Yes. Or is it a real event? <laughs> well, it could, have, it could just be coincidence that the pedestrian has chicken blood yeah, I mean, bag under their shirt. I generally carry chicken blood with me just in case. You never know when you're going to need it. Chicken vampires. Chicken vampires. Champires. Or, you know, just an emergency sacrifice. Vikings. Or, you know, um, sometimes uh, when you want to display that you're really, really angry with somebody. Or Randy. Yeah, or Randy. What you can do is you just take a little sip of it and then just kind of let it leak out of your face while you're <laughs> shouting at them or seducing them. <laughs> My dear, you're looking ravenous. Blood, 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 blood. Two sides of the same coin. 
going to play a song there, Will? Yeah, I am going to play a song. I'm going to, I'm going to play a song uh, to our mother, the drug dealer. And this is Curtis Mayfield with Pusher Mum. Street. My goodness, this is street. Street. I'm nothing but a brother from the PJs. Tantalising the ghetto street. That was, of course, who was that? That was Curtis Mayfield with Pusher Man. I've heard of I've heard of Curtis Mayfield. Time for the news. And um, yes, that's right. That went out to our mother, who is of course Ilminster's premier drug dealer. Yes. So um, good luck, mummy. Yes, well done. Uh, yes. And uh, William, I think we're going to have a, a quick uh, delve into your vehicular past. I, I just thought I just thought it'd be nice to mention the other significant uh, vehicle in my life that I've had. Yes. And that was uh, my first vehicle. A say at Marbella, a, a beautiful <laughs> machine. Name of Dick Turpin. And. Why, pray tell? <laughs> why is he called? Why, why this peculiar name for a car? Most people would give them a name based on their number plate or something similar. A simple or one-word name. Nope, Dick Turpin was so called because everywhere he went, he held up traffic. There it is. There it is. Oh, Dick, Dick Turpin holding up traffic. He really didn't. Yeah, actually. He, he was did. quite. He was, he was terrible. Oh, and occasionally he was terrible. Well, he was terrible towards the end. But in all fairness, before that, he was quite an alarming little device. <laughs> it's, I've never made so many people actually scream with fear as when I used to overtake vans on the back roads in Dick Turpin. <laughs> Because there's nothing like a transit driver motoring along the back roads. There's a maybe a, it's a one and a half lane width road, and I've got six people in my tiny car from '87, and well, I guess I'll overtake it. Bless <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dick Turpin. I remember Dick Turpin exploding uh, a series of explosions uh, on yeah. when you drove me into uh, work in Taunton one morning. Yeah, there was. Um, I think we had to stop about three or four times, didn't we, along the back roads? Because yeah. it wasn't safe on the main roads. It was a little bit too intense for him. <laughs> and having to just pull over and pour in buckets and buckets of water to the radiator. Yeah. Normally you're not supposed to open the uh, radiator cap once the car's hot, but it wasn't a problem because all the water was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him, Dick Turpin. I think it's uh, also an opportunity to, um, it, well, this being a radio show, is an opportunity to mention our, uh, our one year. Uh, best of yes in case you're wondering why on earth we've carried on doing this it's actually because occasionally there's something good yes nothing from this show so far <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah so we, we've done a we've uh, collated uh, what we appear what we think are the, the, the best bits of the yeah, first year the adequate parts and uh, popped do. it all in a little podcast which is up on iTunes uh, it's called uh, the best of the first year of whatever this is. Yep. Uh, if you go to iTunes, then it, you can download it there, or go to our website, website sorrynotinservice.com, where you will find it. And it's amusing. It's all right. There's elements of it that are quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I think ultimately, I, I, I mainly felt sad listening back to it, just going, yeah, I'm not sure how some of this made the cut. <laughs> Well, and that's my, that's did, not particularly fun. You think, well, there's there's a year's worth. I did my best. Yeah, with the with the, uh, with the product I was given. Yeah, precisely. Sl slash made. That's fifty two hours worth of content. Yeah, down to what is it, an hour eighteen or something. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's fine. Go and listen to it, listeners. It's super cool. Um, yeah. Well, what have we got coming up now um, on the radio? 
on the radio, which of course let's not forget you're listening to. Like it's the past. What's wrong with you? Have you not heard of um, uh, the Beast of Bodmin? His cars. <laughs> like what we're talking about. Cars. I get it. Here we go. Arrête. Arrête. And uh, there, of course, the uh, classic composition, Cars! I <laughs> and now we're going to be reading a little bit more from Owls. The Natural and Unnatural History. Uh, before that, William, I'm just going to uh, alert you to something. It dawned on me whilst I was outside in Pufferton that I have. Wh where would you. I have an owl on my. Oh, um, my, my, my body. What? You have it dawned on me that I have an owl on my body. <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah, on your t-shirt. It's Not, a big owl. You have a slightly like implausible scene on your on your uh, on your t-shirt there. I mean, well, describe it for the listeners. Okay, well, uh, uh, as mentioned, there is a picture of an owl at the top, but he's at the top of a small menagerie of um, largely Arctic um, or you know northern-based creatures. And there's a to his right, there's a polar bear looking a little bit gruff, and uh, he's uh, to the, the mid left. There's an Arctic fox, and to the uh, bottom, uh, there's a there's a narwhal. There's a uh, there's a, a, a is that a grouse of some sort? A snow grouse? A snowy grouse? In the bottom right, and in the middle, there's a. Is that a water buffalo? Yes, I think so, yes. What's what the hell is a water buffalo doing in an Arctic sea? What's on the back? I haven't seen the back. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right, well, up at the top, we've got. Uh, I'd say it's more of a wolf than a fox, so let's say a wolf. And uh, just beneath him, there's a little Arctic hare. He's very much within bite range. And to his right, there's looking like the companion of the, uh, the Arctic wolf. There is, there is a little uh, seal pup. And uh, lying, I think, dead in front of them, there is. <laughs> dead? Of dead? <laughs> Looks dead. Uh, there's a um, there's a bird of prey of some sort. I can't quite identify it. And underneath that, there's a. Uh, looks like a beluga whale, but it looks like a beluga whale that is weirdly beleaguered. Looks like a little, <laughs> beluga little bit beluga. Old. A beleaguered beluga. Well, that's extraordinary. Thank you for explaining my t shirt there, William. Sorry, it just dawned on me. I looked down uh, towards my crotch and uh, spotted <laughs> the owl on my um, body. <laughs> and then towards my crotch and spotted the owl. <laughs> <laughs> At least we know what the podcast's called now. <laughs> I looked at my crotch and, and spotted, spotted the owl. owl. Why not? <laughs> anyway, William, you were going to read from owls. <laughs> we need to think of uh, listeners. Um, you know how to contact us. Just text us. You've got our numbers sorted. And. <laughs> Um, yeah, what what do you think spotting the owl should be a euphemism Because <laughs> 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 I've got a number of theories in my head, but... <laughs> oh, spotting the owl, that's amazing. Right, um, <clears throat> I'm just going to read the um, first sentence from... <laughs> From chapter six of Owls, yes. their natural and unnatural, unnatural history. history. And chapter six is uh, Owls, the unnatural history. The first sentence, there's six words, there's a comma in the middle. In the beginning, owls were unclean.
Oh, good grief. That was Nicholas Cave with his red right hand. Yes. And uh, it was uh, jolly exciting. I'm sure you'll all agree. Right, I think it's probably time for our um, final World Cup update. World Cup. Football is the sport of kings. Sport of kings is World Cup. Football, World Cup. Football is the sport of kings. Here comes some World Cup. The Brazil 2014 Marketing Expo is drawing to a close and we'll see an all-Adidas final round as the German sales team face the Argentinian reps on Sunday night to decide who will be the winners of the Employees of the Month competition. During the past fortnight, the frenetic and fast-paced beginning has been replaced by a more challenging period of the competition, with sponsors waiting days without televised events. Our grey-suited heroes have been in a war of attrition without having their brands shown on advertising hoardings or their shirts being modelled by their employees. Ironically, this is normally referred to as the business end of the competition. Off the pitch, Coca-Cola have had a splendid time of it after having a shot of a fully branded plastic cup televised to the world, as it is cried into by a Brazilian boy. The night branded boy was watching his local marketeering heroes suffering defeat on Tuesday night at the hands of the all-conquering German Adidas contingent. Rumour has it that Coca-Cola will be launching their new campaign slogan, don't worry, drink this and then cry into this and then get another one because you are thirsty. With the competition already sewn up by Adidas, there is not a huge amount left to play for as this year's expo winds down. All that is really left to do is to sit back and reflect on the enormous success of the FIFA World Cup sponsored by Adidas, Coca-Cola, Hyundai, Emirates, Sony, Visa, Budweiser, Castrol, Continental, Johnson & Johnson, McDonald's, Moipark, Yingley and Oi.com held in Brazil 2014. Coffers have swelled, brands have had their logos forcibly inserted into the world's homes, and nobody of any worth is leaving with empty pockets. Goal! Action. Uh, um, we got a, a message in from Mother uh, regarding cars. Um, Pocahontas was my favourite car. We could watch the road flashing past through the floor. Wellies were essential for wet weather. Uh, <laughs> That's quite good. It's also quite good having that kind of text come in from Mum, considering the amount of times she looked at some of our cars and went, "I don't like you in that thing." <laughs> the wing mirror doesn't no, no, get security. No, 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 you're not. You're not seeing that in the right way. She doesn't like you in that thing. She said the same of you. Which, is, which clearly doesn't like either of us. All right, I'm going to read um, uh, the, uh, the final paragraph from the Quantock Hoard. What? The closing paragraph. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah, well, it makes no sense, so it won't really matter. Um, okay, the final paragraph from the Quantock Hoard. Wow. Who done what? Mm. A last turnaround saw Tim with his Renee arms around each other <laughs> looking in their direction. A smile which came from their hearts told them an inner knowledge told them they would meet up again and that when they did the future would be different for them all do you want to read that last paragraph okay, okay, I've, I've not sort of just yeah. read that one aloud right a last turnaround one word saw Tim with his Renee arms around each other <laughs> looking in their direction no punctuation in all that a smile which came from their hearts told them an inner knowledge told them they would meet again <laughs> And that when they did the future would be different for them all. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. So that's how the Quantock Horde ends, ladies and gentlemen. That's so I'm sorry about the uh, spoiler there. Absolutely amazing. I can't believe both Tim and Renee managed to survive. 
<laughs> Gradually, the three friends walked with Father George as those who were with them in the final conflict began walking in different directions, <laughs> but with an understanding of purpose in their step of where they were going, why, and how. <laughs> There's the penultimate sentence of the Quantock Uh Don't worry, listeners. Because just because I've read the final bit, we, we will be returning to it in future shows. And because William's got a plethora of owl tales that he wants to read, so there's going to be more. Oh my god! <laughs> Suddenly, a voice spoke. Come with me, Choco. Charlie, you too. And where's Dixie? <laughs> Um, right, uh, right, uh, right, uh, right. You're such a tranit. Well, well, spotting the owl as you are. <laughs> that is spotting the owl. I'm gonna fly like an eagle. There's a little bit more. Uh, listen to it. Oh, shut up, Steve. Um, we're going to um, we're going to be going into a new feature. But before that, Williams just found another little bit of uh, stunning literature work um, from the Quantock Chord. William. Such was the sight which met their eyes as the lights went on. They just stood looking in disbelief. Marcus was sat in a chair, or the person they knew as Marcus. But he was in a terrible state, his face covered in sores and what looked to be blood blisters with pus oozing from them. <laughs> his eyes were covered and he could not see, making him blind and completely helpless. <laughs> All of his bare extremities showed the same degree of running sores with red and purple looking pus filled blisters. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny M. B. Barrett has um, failed to spell pus correctly there. <laughs> nope, there's actually cats crawling from blisters. <laughs> Hospital blisters there. Uh, I think it's time for a new feature, Will. Mm -hmm. Stand up. Which one done the best? Who done the best deed? Why did they do it? Are they altruistic? Who will be king? And who will be the dirty rascal? It's between Simon and Will. Because if it were between everyone, the winner would always be Terry Wogan. Terry Wogan. That's right, listeners. Yes. It's time for Who Done Best, uh, where we uh, we challenge each other to do good deeds for the fortnight, and um, whoever's done the best deed is the winner. Um, yeah. Which is good. It's it's good because it's not only great radio. But it's an excellent way to encourage ourselves to actually really get out there and, and help the world. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, and actually, this is exactly what this show needs—a bit more self-indulgence. That's that's true <laughs> enough. A little bit more back patting slapping. Back patty slapping. Back patty slapping. That's right. Yes. While I stare at the owl. <laughs> Spot the owl. Spot the owl. Um, right. Anyway, okay. Uh, I'll, William, I'll, shall I take points? Yeah, you you, you go. For I'll it. take point with my uh, my first foray into who's the best, and uh, just a little. What's, one. what's your good deed been this last oh, fortnight? One of my good deeds. This. Ooh. Uh, can I have two? Go on then, have I've two. Got, I've got three, but can I have two? Yeah, go on, pick best okay, two. Okay, so uh, here's, uh, here's a good start. Um, I had a, quite a, a surly baby. Um, <laughs> did you? Did you? <laughs> that would explain why you're looking a bit flushed this evening. Yeah. <laughs> You've had quite a surly baby. When did you ever you expect Mum? William's given life to a child and uh, it turned out it's quite a surly <laughs> child. <laughs> which you can imagine coming out of Will. Yeah, well, so, um, either way, um, <laughs> you've seen Junior, right? <laughs> 
Right, sorry, you, you've had a surly... I hadn't gone to a meet and greet with Danny DeVito. <laughs> you've had a surly baby, carry on. I've had a surly baby. No, I just, I, at work. At work, Simon, at work. Yep. As a, as a the fitting room, as the clothing department, and there was a baby, and it was all... <laughs> giving me a look. <laughs> and like, what do you want? Oh, oh, this place. Oh, great. Do we go into the little room, and Mum's going to try on clothing, and I've got to go, yeah, it's great. So is this what you were but, telling the child? No, this is what the child's <laughs> face was telling me. It oh, felt. I see, right, okay. And you go, oh, brilliant. Yeah, Mum, that really suits you that one go for that one just take that that one's fine just go for it can we leave that right mm -hmm. and and I, I saw this surly baby and I went there that's 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 like me it's like me but a baby I was feeling a bit surly and so I was I, I gave it one of the little number tags yes which you're supposed to use to count the clothing in and out to prevent theft yes yes so yes, it doesn't yes, work yes, yes, just yes, steal yes, the tags yes 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 and um <laughs> do we have to order so many tags get to the point and I went do you want to hold this do you want to hold this and kind of waved it at him and acted like a tool <laughs> even though I'm not a tool well yeah well anyway carry on and and the, and the baby looked at me and his face was less surly and I went do you want to hold this and he went yeah kind of yeah sure I'll, t I'll take that off your hands for you mate I'll take it off your hands and he and he and he held it in his little hands his little undeveloped freakish hands what's wrong with them <laughs> Yes. He couldn't grip it properly. Oh no, he couldn't grip it. He had to rest it in his lap, even though it's only a little piece of plastic. Because he's useless. I'm the best. Because that's that's just one of my many stories of being good. I made a surly baby happy. Fine. What's your second one? Do you not want to try one? No. You're not going to try and retort to that. You don't. You got no, anything no, to catch up? No. No. That's fine, William. You carry on. Um. Okay. Second time round. Uh. Here's another one. Here's a, here's, a, here's a genuinely good one. Yep. Far away. I'm very happy about this one. Uh. Lorraine. Lorraine. Lovely. Lovely lady. Yes. Work. I know her. Yes. You, you met Lorraine. Don't you? Hey. Everyone knows Lorraine. Lorraine's great. Um. She inadvertently may have made something of an error as far as her um holiday booking was concerned. She had to work on her birthday, and I went. You know what I'll do? I. Do you know what I'll do? I'll make it up to her because she was so looking forward to having her birthday day off. Yes. Yeah. I made. I made actual truffles for her. You made truffles for I her. I made actual truffles for her and brought them in and went. Those are those are for you. You could share them or you could just take them home and have them all to yourself. They're your, they're your birthday treats. Your birthday treats. And I'm a good person. And what have you done? Well, I've been. Triple. <laughs> yeah, it's not too far. I, I think you're going to win this one, Will, because it's not too far away from the truth. I have not been able to think of any good deeds that I've done in the past fortnight. The only thing that I can think of, possibly, was I went to the livestock event at the NEC uh, last Wednesday week. And um, I was talking to a salesman, and I, I went up and asked him quite a straightforward question: Can you give me a price on? Um, it was a feed stuff uh, for the cows. I can't remember which one it was, but um, it, uh, can you give me a, a price for this feed stuff? And he looked blankly, blankly at me, and went, uh, "No, I, I don't, I don't know." And I said, "Sorry, you don't know." And he went, "No, I don't know." And he said, "But would you like to play this computer game? You can win an iPad." And I very calmly, very quietly said to him. Yes, please. And I played the game, and then I said to him, "Thank you." And then I left. That's that's quite good. Yeah, it's quite good, isn't it? It's all right. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I I've got a horrible feeling you've won this. I, I didn't I, even have to use my third one. I paid fifty pence more for a copy of Carlito's Way, starring Al Pacino, in order to get it from the Cancer Research UK shop rather than the sex shop. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I I cannot believe. 
that, that this is possible that you've done better deeds than I have in the past fortnight. It's because I'm generally just a better deed. <laughs> it just doesn't seem quite right. But I'm um, the best. Right, well, I'm going to do my best to do some good deeds uh, before the next show and um, win the next round. So that's 1-0 to William, and uh, we're going to um, play a quick song, then do some tidying up, then say goodbye, and then invite the varmints in. So um, we'll speak to you in a minute. Yeah. Oh, that's quite enough of that. That was um, that Billy Bragg with his awful racket. It yes. wasn't really. I quite like it. I hated um, it. It was awful. This has been Sorry Not In Service on 10 Radio. Sorry, sorry Not In Service. Awful 2.0. And uh, there'll be a podcast up over the weekend. Remember to get your best of podcast. It's dark outside, but there are 10, 6, 3, 3 varmints. 3 var... 3... 6, 2, 3... Six hundred three varmints, and one of them's got our keyboard. Bloody hell, there's one over there as well. They're oh everywhere. God. How are we going to escape? They're coming out of the goddamn walls. <laughs> they are. They're looking through the goddamn window. I know that much. Um, so, no, listeners, uh, there'll be a podcast. The best of podcast is up. The varmints are brilliant, and uh, I'm going to wrestle my keyboard from their talon like claws. Uh, so, goodbye. Bye. Sweet as honey, what a view. Just looking round to see. Well, there you go, listeners. Did you spot the owl? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. I'm off home now to spot the owl. Yes, me too, but in separate homes. Yes. Uh, with the bathroom door locked. As is custom. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It's okay, uh, this is the internet bit. We can be lewd. <laughs> Bums. Um, so, um, listeners, uh, the Best of podcast is up and available, so go and listen to that. This isn't it, by the way. <laughs> no, this is far from it. And uh, we'll, um, we'll see you in a fortnight, speak to you in a fortnight's time. Yeah, we won't see you. Invisible people. Bye. Bye.